Uh, but this is definitely not my first time recording from North Carolina. No. First time from Asheville, though. Yes, that is true. It's the first time from Asheville. Are you nice. drinking sour beer? I am not drinking sour beer, but I will Boo. be tomorrow, I'm sure. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Wee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. <laughs> I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Unbeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is November 7th, 2021, and this is episode 546, coming to you from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland. I'm your host this week, Jason Triplett. This show, we're catching up on two weeks of Pacers action, but we'll focus on a three-in-one week including games against San Antonio, New York, Portland, and Sacramento. Joining me this week are two of our three analysts, Coast to Coast, like buttered toast. First from Asheville, North Carolina. He's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. It's John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, so glad to be with you. Uh, we missed last week because... Uh, the uh, Halloween is the undebeatable national holiday. So, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> All work must be canceled on Halloween. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but we're back with you, um, and we've got terrible takes. So, don't worry about it. Yeah, we, we picked an excellent week to skip. <laughs> we did pick an excellent week to skip. And that other voice you heard was from Boise, Idaho, out west. Sergeant Enforcer John Harper. What's going on, fellas? Shout out Asheville. Love it out there, man. Jealous. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Let's so, just do a little mini Undebitacon. Hey, you and I, come on Pepper out. can hop a plane. Yeah. Oh, don't hop a plane. You should drive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, scared yeah. to hop a plane <laughs> at the moment. One of the reasons we couldn't do a pod last week is because Jason was trapped all over the country with no planes. Even they would take you a short distance closer to your house and then leave you there for two days and then fly you another few days few states and leave you there for two days (laughs) it was like uh it it was good it was hearkening back to you know like uh you know the wagon train days you know you'd you'd go a few days and then you'd get snowed in in albuquerque (laughs) and then yeah yeah yeah. and then you start eating each other (laughs) exactly yeah so yeah apologies uh fans we did not mean to uh abandon you in your time of need uh we know we uh Missed an 0 and 4 week uh, for the Pacers. Uh, games losses to Milwaukee, Toronto, Brooklyn, and then Toronto again. Boo. Um, God, yeah. come on! Can uh, I win and one we would have Toronto, loved uh, to both talk each other and you guys off of the ledge um, that week, but it just it, it was not in the cards. Um, before we start the show, uh, we want to remind you if you want to. Support us for shows that we might not record. Uh, you can head on over to patreon.com slash the undebeatables. 
uh, and support us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, and that seems about a fair price for uh, for this month, at least. Uh, okay, this week, uh, Pacer basketball got a little bit better. Uh, snapped that four-game losing streak with a win against the San Antonio Spurs on Monday, uh, November 5th. Pacers led this game wire to wire. Sabonis dropped 24, 13 boards. Turner had 19, 8, and 3 blocks. And McConnell starting in the stead of Brogdon drop 10 and 10 uh wednesday of this week the pacers hosted the knicks uh who have been playing some good basketball and the pacers again led wire to wire winning 111 to 96 turner another good game in this one 25 and 13 with three blocks again karis lavert uh bursting back onto the scene uh with 21 points in this one and brogdon returned for 17 eight boards and seven assists uh on friday the pacers started their four game west coast swing at portland which is always an entertaining game and uh i guess kudos to to nico and his boys the portland trailblazers pull this one out 110 to 106 uh the pacers in this one struggled to start but then were up by nine with four and a half minutes left and then somehow lost this game uh mcconnell led the way that might be part of the reason uh (laughs) with 19 points uh and only two assists uh turner had 16 sabonis had 15 uh for the blazers uh cj mccollum just roasted us he had 27 but we held dame lillard like four points right yeah we'll get to that he looks like a (laughs) shell of himself right now uh, Norm Powell dropped 25, and Robert Covington had 19, and I think like seven threes in the last two minutes or something. Uh, and then today, we just finished watching the Pacers uh, defeat the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento, 94-91. to uh, Lavert led the way with 22-6. and six. Uh, Miles Turner, 12 points, 15 rebounds, and five block shots in this game. This was Turner's 400th game. Mm. Uh, in a Pacer uniform. So, shout out to him. Shout out. Shout out. All right, so a much uh, more pleasant week of basketball uh, here this week. Uh, Where do you guys want to start? Should we lament that we should should have gone 4-0 and and basically erased (laughs) the previous week? Do we want to start with that Portland game, or do we want to talk about other other things? We can definitely or, uh, Harper, we can definitely ahead. start with the Portland game. I mean, I think we should too. Yeah. Anytime that Dame Lillard goes two or thirteen from the field, um, you know that's that's one you got to pick off. We were all over this game. Um, I mean, we were behind, and then we kind of we were scrapping the whole way. Finally, got a little bit of a lead. Immediately give up a huge run to them, <laughs> like a ten zero run late in the game. Just stuff you can't do, right? Um, that was a tough loss. And when we absolutely let get away from us on a road swing out west, definitely not ideal. Um, but so much other good stuff happened this week um, that it feels a lot more forgivable than if it had, ha- had happened seven days ago. That's for sure. Um, this team at least looks like it's coached by Rick Carlisle again. So that makes me super happy. Indeed, yeah, and they mentioned this in the broadcast, and, and Colson has said this before, there's no such thing as moral victories in the NBA, mm-hmm. but that was um, 
about as close as it gets. They got off to a horrible start Terrible. in that that game uh, and clawed their way back in the second half, um, even taking the lead. Uh, and this was all without Malcolm Brogdon, the team's leading scorer. Um, TJ McConnell did an excellent job uh, captaining the ship. And uh, yeah, defensively, I think this week, at least uh, even in that Portland game and, and definitely in today's game, against the Kings and in that Knicks game, we yeah, got we actually look like we're paying attention on the defensive side of the the basketball, which is which is a good thing. Yeah, it makes it possible. Uh, I will say Right. Yeah. Damian Lillard looks doesn't look like Damian Lillard. I mean obviously his statistics don't look like it, but he doesn't even look engaged at all. Like his usage rate must be down massively. If if the game against Pacers was, was any indication, so I don't I don't know what's going on there. Oh, looks like CJ McCollum might make an All Star game. Though, <laughs> yeah, so. right. It's been, it, was a, it, was a, it was a weird off season for for Dame. It definitely was, and maybe once he made the uh, top seventy six of the seventy five greatest players in the NBA history, he may be like, hey, I can just hang out my shoes now. It's cool. Just just sort of float. Maybe, yeah, Surf but for a guy who's thing. sort of calling card is being, you know, hyper-engaged, mm-hmm. I would say, is one of the, his consistencies. I'm, I'm worried about my boy. I feel like, uh, yeah. I am too. I mean, of course we all love watching that damn play ball, uh, but I can understand too with a very fresh cast around him that it would make sense to make some room for them to, you know, sort of create their own thing. Uh, Cause he just, he can't continue to be the guy who goes out there and plays 40 minutes a night and has to drop 60 and you, you know what I mean? Do everything himself. It's just not fair to him. So. Well, it definitely seems like a much more passive aggressive uh, version of like, remember when Kobe Bryant like was, was scoring like 35 points a night and then people were like oh you shoot too much so then he just passed every <laughs> yeah, he time he shoot touched for the an ball. Game. he yeah. didn't shoot yeah yeah it's kind of like that but i mean less uh dickish i guess <laughs> is what it kind of seemed like but uh yeah so uh i don't know other takeaways from this week the the king's game today again i thought was a good one uh pacers uh, in control for much of this game, uh, despite a couple runs from from the Kings, and even played uh, super well down the down the stretch. So lost the lead, I think, with about five minutes left or something. But then were able to manufacture buckets and get stops. Yeah, they didn't just roll over and move on. It was very nice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is which was our calling card last season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, Rick Carlisle seems very happy to have Karis LeVert back in the lineup, mm. a, a toy that he's very comfortable saying, get everybody get to the other side of the floor everybody and just let Karis LeVert go to work. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's been working. Uh, I mean, the clear out. And, yeah, his little step-back three-pointer is looking very good. So he's dangerous out there right now. Yeah, he looks especially spry to me yeah compared to even what he looked like last year right do you guys agree or no yeah well and i would like to apologize uh to uh karis levert and to the to the listeners because i think i suggested last time we talked about this that that 
Levert might be a little bit of a ball stopper in this free-flowing offense, and that has not been the case at all. Like, you're right, there's a lot of clear-out stuff for him, but, like, in the offense, he is sharing the basketball. Um, the movement has not slowed down with him on the floor. Um, you forget that, you know, he's potentially one of our, you know, if I'm not our best player, one of our best players, and to get him back is going to make a difference on this team. I mean, the moment he gets back, we just look like a different team. We just do. Um, and so I want to shout him out and apologize for saying he might disrupt our chemistry, which yeah. we didn't have any of. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> looks like a legitimate playmaker out there. And yeah, you know, he does. guys, guys tonight, we're doing a great job of getting into the passing lanes and creating opportunities off the defense. Um, it, it was a fun game to watch. The most impressive game of the week for me though, was that Knicks game. I mean, yeah. we oh, really mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. took it to them in a big, big way. The Knicks are a good team, and we just, from beginning to end, just put together a really good basketball game. We held them under 100 for the first time this season. Um, Just a really, really solid all-around effort. Everybody was engaged. You know, we get all the starters and Torrey Craig in double figures. Uh, Batadze comes in and gave us some good minutes this week. He looks re-engaged, which is nice to see. Uh, Brad Brad Wanamaker had a good week. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, those are the kind of contributions that we need to really be successful. Um, that I, It was a much, much better week. And like I said, this this now looks like a team that, that Rick Carlisle might be coaching. I was very confused right. those first two I weeks. was very concerned and confused as well. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, when you look at it, you know, you look at our record and you go, okay, we lost by one point in the first two games. Both of those games could have gone our way. You know, our record could be way better. Um, we've lost, you know, a couple games by, what was the other one we lost? Just by a few points. Um, you know, we're not getting blown out, but we didn't seem to have an identity. We were trying to outscore people. We weren't playing defense. And um, it looks like we're a pretty competent offensive team and also a f- fairly competent defensive team. I mean, I'm not saying that we're elite at either of those things, which is a problem moving forward, but at least right now we're, we're engaged and we're doing the right things and, and that's getting us some wins, which matters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, it's early days. The end is low, but Pacers are top 10 in both offensive rating and, uh, field goal percentage, I okay. think in the league. And I think we're like 11th in true shooting percentage or something. This is before, uh, the Sacramento game tonight, obviously. Um, the, the thing that has struck me is that the Pacers are, I don't know. I haven't looked specifically game to game whether or not we're out rebounding teams, mm. but rebound percentage wise, it seems like um, we're better than we were last year for sure. And notably, I think the biggest difference is Miles Turner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you talked about coming into the season, um, he was a candidate for most improved. Um, and if you look at his numbers, like points wise, he's about the same. Obviously, he had that huge 40 point game. You know, we're not going to get that every night. And, I, and actually, indeed, after that, he had like a couple single-digit <laughs> games. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's normal there. But his uh, – let me pull up these numbers real quick. He was 6.5 last year. So he's he's floated around 6.5 or 7 the last uh, five years of his career. And this year he's at 7.9, so almost eight rebounds a game, Fantastic. which is huge. Yep. That's sort of what you ask of a big man. Right. Get me at least two rebounds a quarter. But if you look at the advanced stats, where'd they go? Okay. Uh, if you look at total rebound percentage, the highest mark he had had in his career was 
and now he's at 15.8 so far this year. And defensively, he's grabbing 25% of the available rebounds mm. when he's on the floor. Which, you know, I guess it's uh, confirmation bias, but I always like it when statistics back up my eye test mm-hmm. of what I'm seeing out there on the floor. Like, he just seems more active uh, on the defensive glass and on just in general. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. He's done a better job of a, of attacking the paint and finishing when he gets there. He had a couple passes this week that, you know, could have come from Damana Sabonis. <laughs> I mean, Oh, that one said McConnell, like at the, in the, uh, what was that? The Portland game. Yeah. The, I mean, we ended up not winning, but McConnell hit the huge three. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, he's, he, he looks like a much more well-rounded player. He seems confident. I mean, the, the, the change from every part of his career until now is 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 huge. I hope that he can keep it up because it's shaping up to be a heck of a year for him. Well, you know, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things we talked about in the preseason stuff. Like, might he might be most improved candidate because we felt like Carlisle would be good for him. And, you know, that seems to be bearing out. Like, he's not considering Turner the fifth option on offense, which is what, you know, Bjorkman did like he's you know he's he's there's there plays drawn up for him and he's asking him to go get rebounds instead of float around on a three-point line and it's yeah. making a difference he's I more mean, engaged although his three-point shooting has been <laughs> epic <laughs> yeah. did he, have, he had yeah. seven in in uh, which game was that was uh, that the that Knicks the, game or the Spurs game it was a career high seven three-pointers yep Seven mm. to ten like, against the Knicks what yeah. like that's like Clay Thompson numbers like that's freaking ridiculous yeah, from the floor overall, he's shooting a career high, fifty-five percent. Uh, he's hitting seventy-one percent of his two-point attempts. Because there's That's a like lot of dunks. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. exactly. he's cutting. Yeah. He's cutting to the basket too. Mm-hmm. He is. Mm-hmm. But he's also, you know, taking shots against mismatches in the paint when he finds them there. I mean, it's just, it's been great to see for him. Yeah. It yeah. just looks like the game slowed down for him. Hmm. Yeah, somebody finally sat him down and <clears throat> and talked to him and worked through Coached the game. him up. <laughs> <laughs> Coached him up a little bit, as the coaches want, as is supposed to do, right? So uh, the other thing that I'm, I'm pleased with is that, I mean, you know, like Sacramento was coming off a couple really big wins. I mean, they beat the Hornets, who were playing well. Um, you know, the Knicks were playing well when they came in. You look at that Miami win now, and it looks, I mean, because Miami looks like maybe one of the best teams in the league. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so... Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of our wins are coming against hot teams and quality teams. And, uh, you know, I mean, yes, we should probably beat the Sacramentos of the world. But, you know, it's on the road. Um, they're, I mean, Sacramento's above 500. That's what I'm saying. And, they, and they're coming off a couple big wins. So, like, they had some momentum. Um, you'd think you're going to beat San Antonio. But, like, again, they're they're feisty. Um, I, I don't know. I just I've been pleased with um, sort of the level of competition. That first that first week and a half really got me nervous because mm-hmm. it just didn't look like we were. We were just, it looked like we were the same old team, the team from last year. Just throw up a bunch of points and not really care about defense. And, you know, um, this has been, it's been, it's, we're starting to transform into something. And I think part of that is Karis LeVert coming back. But it's also, you know, Carlisle's going to tinker. He he does this all the time, right? He will tinker all season until he finds the lineups he likes, until he finds the, you know, um, plays he likes. He's just, he's a constant coach. They say that he does more, you know, uh, who was it saying? Was that Brogdon was saying? Is this more preparation than he's ever seen from another coach? So, I mean, you know, that's pretty impressive. 
Yeah, I mean, he's a pro. He's a yeah. pro's pro. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. one of the coaches that count. I mean, so, the, I mean, despite the two, so we got blowed out by Milwaukee. Right. I mean, lost by 10, but mm-hmm. Milwaukee was in yeah, they firm were in control, control of that game time, the entire time. For sure. uh, Toronto also was in control of, <laughs> what is of the game in Toronto on? the entire time. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I didn't see the Brooklyn game, but you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we were hanging with Brooklyn for mm-hmm. a while. For sure. Not that Brooklyn's playing the best ball, but, and then that, that second Toronto game, we definitely had a chance uh-huh. to win that game. Like, um, so yeah, you're right. We're in all of these games, which is kind of all you can ask for. And you got to learn how to win. We've talked about this many times on the podcast in the past. Uh, the Pacers are definitely getting chances to learn how to win. We've played, I don't know what the statistics are, but I feel like every game is is crunch time. You know, it's uh, we're getting lots of crunch time reps basically early in the season, which I hope in the long run is a good thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I was uh, I was thinking about uh, you know how Coach drew up the the uh, that three pointer for Duarte. Um, you know, uh, to either we were tied. It was either he was going to win the game or going to overtime. So I think that was the Miami game, which was a while ago. Mm-hmm. But yep. Um, you know, that's the kind of stuff that if you can give the young kids experience, that's going to matter. Um, it also, um, I also got to hear him interviewed on um, the sideline guys, which is a, another podcast that if you're a Pacer fan, you should probably listen to. Um, they did an interview with uh, Duarte and. Uh, apparently he is uh, incredibly important to the uh, Dominican Republic and to uh, Hispanic and Latino fans of the Pacers right now. And so I'm going to stop doing his uh, his French voice because apparently that's very important to the fans. So I'll, I'll just do a Russian voice or something. I don't know. It'll be fine. Okay, sure. <laughs> But I shout out to him. No, I mean sensitivity. Yeah, no, I mean you know it was it was it was it's it's it, it makes sense to me. You know, apparently you know he's got a you know entire country sort of backing him up. They're all very proud of him, and he's uh, he's you know been incredible. He's been incredible. He's he's you know in the running for rookie of the year right now. So absolutely, I mean he looks like a a vet out there. You know he does, and it shows. I mean he's so experienced at twenty four years. <laughs> Just old, you know? he's seen so much. Do you think if you're Jeremy Lamb, are you upset about the Chris Duarte? Like, because he basically just took Jeremy Lamb's job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and and, and maybe you're and cool with that. And also maybe uh, Justin Holiday's job too. <laughs> I mean, just. <Justin's>, no. <laughs> I mean, I know he's the veteran that that is um, that everybody respects, and he's bringing it. But like, no, he this, this kid this kid can play defense. He can score. Does whatever he wants. <laughs> whatever he wants. <laughs> Just whatever he wants. Yeah. I mean, if you're Jeremy Lamb, I mean, of course you're not going to be thrilled about it. I mean, you hope that he deals with it like any good pro does and goes yeah. to work and tries to get better and, you know, earn himself some minutes. Um, but, you know, those those fights for minutes can turn out lots of different ways. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how yep. it plays out yep. for Jeremy. I think that, you know, this is another place where – having Carlisle at the helm um, is a, is a benefit to this team. Cause I'm sure that Carlisle is, is willing enough to have a, a, an adult conversation with Jeremy Lamb and say, look, here's the situation, but this is what we need from you. And, you know, be ready and, 
you know keep everybody in the right headspace whereas last year i don't think there's any way that uh bjorkren would have yeah maybe sabonis and brogdon had that conversation with somebody yeah exactly (laughs) meanwhile coach was actively throwing people into the wrong headspace yeah exactly yeah Yeah, no for sure and it and it shows right because the bench the bench has not been um obviously it's in flux now because we've got people coming in and out of the lineup and there's there's new folks but the bench has made significant contributions i think in a lot of these games so that New York game specifically hinged on a, a clutch three by TJ McConnell, of all people, who is actually shooting the three relatively well this week. <laughs> I'll limit it to that <laughs> time frame. <laughs> we'll see if it holds up. But then another key play was, uh, I think it was maybe the next possession or two possessions later, uh, Derek Rose had the ball and they're running a pick and roll and Carlisle switches up the defense and blitzes with Bataze, who gets in there and steals the ball and gets a right uh, run out dunk, right? <laughs> right? Um, and this is, you know, Bataze, who who has no idea if he's getting three minutes in a given game or fifteen minutes. It turned out that night he got you know fifteen ish or something, and and really made a difference in that game. So. Well, yeah, and uh, uh, I think we should probably shout out Keelan Martin this week. I mean, he had a, a yeah. f- fantastic. Uh, which game was that where he hit like four threes? And was just um, you know critical. Say that was the Portland game, right? Yeah. Well, I thought it was the game we yeah. won. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he went two of four uh, for Portland, scored eight points. Okay. In that, but one. He, he definitely. Had a, but you never know if he's going to get minutes or not, and you know he comes out and he's doing his job. So. Yeah, for sure, and it's clear that these guys want to play for Coach Carlisle. And that's great. Yeah. You know, I think too, you know, picking up guys like Tory Craig, who maybe you don't need to really light a fire under on are great to have on your team. Uh, Cause they don't take away coaches attention in that respect. Um, mm-hmm. But yep. yeah, I, I agree. The bench, the bench has been very good and the, the team is playing well, despite a lot of interruptions early. We've had to deal with a lot early on. So it's, it was a really good week under some difficult circumstances. For sure. Uh, I would love to have Brogdon back. <laughs> I would love to have Brogdon back, Levert. but there's also a word that T.J. Warren is actually maybe approaching a return to the Pacers uh, within the he next He's not few wearing weeks. a boot anymore. Yep. Yeah. So that, that may be a, a real thing that happens. And, I mean, Colson, if you thought Justin Holliday's minutes were <laughs> under duress <laughs> previously. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. They're really going to be stretched out with their turn. To yeah. But I mean, you know, he's the guy in the huddle that's telling everybody where to go and stuff. Like he's he's the he's the veteran presence on this team. He'll get spot minutes. It'll be like a the, late late career uh, Derek McKee. <laughs> rare rare bonehead move by Aaron or Justin Holiday uh, in the Sacramento game down the stretch. Uh, gets Pacers are up by two at this point, I think. Uh, gets trapped, but then doesn't call a timeout and gets tied up and. Uh, Let's go for a jump ball. Luckily, we get we win the jump ball. Or no, we didn't. We lost the did jump we, ball. We didn't win the jump ball, but they didn't score right. on that possession. Yeah, yeah there was a there was a foul on the jump ball. There was an illegal jump, and then they did it again, and then yeah, nothing. Yeah, happened. it was a weird jump ball. <laughs> yeah, and so one referee was like, "That was weird. Let's do it." Again. <laughs> There's only a few seconds left. Let's just keep yeah, doing yeah. this over and over. What's the line? Sacramento's up, you know favored by three. Yeah, and you know, 
another guy, Sabonis, actually had a pretty tough start to that game too in the first half. He was he, they, they they gave him plenty of attention. So, you know, again, just a, a solid win to go on the road when maybe you know your best player isn't at the very top of his game. I mean, his stat line looks great at the end of the day, um, but you know they, they they really made him work for it and uh, you know earned a dub the hard yeah, way. I mean that's. That's why he's an all star. Yep. Yeah, teams but, are game planning for him. I mean, I th- I thought the the San Antonio game, like they just they basically just took him out of the game in the first half. Um, but I mean that Portland game. That was the other thing that would have been really nice about getting that Portland win is is Nurkic basically took Sabonis out of that game yeah. um, completely. So and to still have a chance to win that and really should have won it. Uh, yeah, miss is an impressive effort. Miss layup from McConnell and things could have gone differently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you can't win them all, but you can win three out of four. Uh, technically, you can win them all. <laughs> Fair no enough. Uh, well, it. let's see if the Pacers can win them all this week. We are entering a, a tough stretch of basketball that that started this past week, actually. So we're off to a, a decent start. But uh, uh, the Pacers continue the road trip Wednesday at Denver. And then back-to-back Thursday at Utah. Uh, Utah has only got one loss on the season Mm -hmm. right now, I think. Denver is weirdly beatable, but uh, don't want to jinx it. And then the Pacers come back to the Fieldhouse briefly uh, to play the Philadelphia 76ers, Mm. who are currently on a six-game winning streak. And then we immediately go back out on the road. Then we go back on the road. So it might as well not even come home, right? It's like still like a road trip. You don't even unpack. Well, you know, we got a couple days before our next game, so. Okay. Well, the better part of a week to sleep on our own pillow, so that'll be nice. uh, Yeah, back out to New York. If if their air travel is anything like my air travel, they may have their bags when they get home. (laughs) Or they may not. Luckily, you know, their air travel is nothing like days. your air travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. There's a specific guy in charge of all of their bags that makes sure they get there. So. I mean, it might just okay. be him, and you do whatever the hell you want with your bag because you're on a chartered plane. Yeah. It can have the seat next to you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Yeah, so the Pacers come home for that Philly game and then are back out on the road at New York, at Detroit, at Charlotte the following week. Um, so are we, so yeah. are we looking at a, a three-game week then? So what you got? Three-game week this week, yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, uh, we pick up the uh, the Denver game. Okay. And we drop the Utah and uh, let's say we beat Philly. Screw Philly, I hate them. Let's go 2-1. and one. All right, let's do it. I'm in. Harper, we got to go three and zero this week. Yep. I think for you to get your uh... <laughs> okay. We're hot, man. I like it too. I feel like we're we're playing some good ball and and uh, the the sneakily we have two days to adjust to altitude. So my assumption is we're going to fly to Denver tonight, and so altitude will be less of a factor than okay. it usually is. Just don't drink beer the night before. You're going to be more hungover. That's right. That's what we learned. Living with Colson. And then, yeah, and then we'll be at an altitude advantage when we fly back home and play Philly. You know? Right. Our, our we'll lungs will have expanded on, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's like running on nitrous. Is, is Brogdon something. still practicing in his mask? <laughs> right. I don't know. He's he's going to be at altitude with a non-COVID illness, though. So ah. I don't know how good that's going to be. 
Uh, okay, well, uh, keep in touch with us throughout the week. Let us know what you think. Uh, thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter. We're at Undebeatables. We are on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. We have a contact form on the Undebeatables.com. Or you can fire up your uh, AOL.com account and email us. Shout out at the Undebeatables.com. If you uh, want to help us, we mentioned, again, you can uh, Patreon. There's also a link in the show notes if you shop at Amazon, if you're doing your Christmas shopping. Just go via our link, and then we get uh, money. We get a cut of that, I think. Well, yeah, we do, and it'd be great. Uh, you won't get your Christmas presents until after Christmas, but we'll get a cut, so it'll be fine. That's right, and we get it before yeah, Christmas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we get ours in time of purchase. So. That's right. And if you really want to support us, you can uh, go to our website, uh, theunabeatables.com. There's a store there, and there's a T-shirt you can buy. I say a T-shirt. I don't mean a style of T-shirt. I mean a T-shirt. There's a single T-shirt. Once we sell that, we will make new T-shirts. I promise. You just, I just need somebody, a small-sized person. Maybe somebody who's got a kid who will grow into it. You know, something like that mm. for Christmas. Maybe a sleep shirt for a child. It feels dangerous. Yeah, I think that's against the uh, pediatric association uh, recommendations there. <laughs> in, unless you're in the Tron upgrade <laughs> right, <laughs> that correct. Joey's kid was in. Uh, for the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Siklendard. Turn the Party's over! Are you sure you didn't dip into those sours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet. Next week, I'll be, uh, you know, just unintelligible. That's my plan. <laughs> Next it's week, Coulson's I want, I want live. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances we get a, a, a live uh, podcast from, from the Funkatorium? Is that, can we get a live hit from the Funkatorium? Should you do a Facebook Live? Sure. Thing? Why not? Okay. Cool. So I was thinking a lot about this. Uh, it, it really kind of got me the the whole Duarte thing, you know, because I was mm-hmm. going to call him mm-hmm. like the French chef or something. I had like, you know, I was going with the whole French thing. Um, and then I thought there was like maybe like a CD-ROM thing because he's Chris, Chris Duarte, CD. Okay. Sure. Because um, so kids to know out. what a CD-ROM is? <laughs> yep. <laughs> right That's going to... We're going to trend real hard on that. What about DVD? Um, was, uh, uh, oh, 8-track? Oh, oh, we call them 8-track? Come on. That's pretty good. What if we call him the certificate? Like he's a certificate of deposit. Mm. We get good returns on this investment. The Perfect. gift certificates are funny. Sorry, that's an what? inside joke. Very deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, so uh, Harper and I were up studying, I'm sure, um, and uh, his roommate Dan was asleep. Yeah, probably. And his roommate Dan just shot up straight from like dead sleep, shot up in bed and said, the gift certificates are funny, and then went back to sleep. He was just dreaming. I don't, we don't know what it was about. 
It was completely random. It was so great. Never seen anything quite like it since. It was really weird. It's amazing. <laughs> he, of course, had no memory of that. No, he did not know that it had happened. Right. Oh, of Which course made not. it even yeah, funnier. It was in a dream. <laughs> <laughs>